It's so funny how that's become our, our thing now for the episode. I know. If we go sober, we're fucked. We need a new tagline. <laughs> uh, me and Danny did. Me and Danny didn't drink last week. If oh, it, really? Yeah, if it's just me and Danny, I don't drink. When it's me, you have to. I kind of do. Because I'm hard to tolerate sober. <laughs> Not even that, but I just think uh, sometimes I do just want to drink. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like today, for example... Um, and I'm really trying not to get into the habits of like drinking uh, instead of smoking and stuff like that. Mm. Thank you. Um, but today, for example, I was feeling all kinds of different ways. Like I was just feeling angry about a certain situation. And then I was feeling like confused about another situation. The confused situation is kind of annoying, but also kind of ironic. Right. Because is that a boy situation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Cocktails Confessions. Anthony's got a problem with a man. <laughs> um, well, you see like how last time I was saying, oh, you know, I'm not taking things personally. Yeah. You um, seemed like you'd, you'd made a healthy stride forward, had an yeah. epiphany as it were. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like I've had a, a step back or anything like that, but this one boy in particular who I had chatted to recently mm. it was a bit different because i'd i'd known him from biblically <laughs> biblically <laughs> they always just say that in american sitcoms like she knew him biblically <laughs> what does it mean shagged him oh yeah no no i haven't shagged him but i knew him from like back in the day let's say right um but there was nothing there and then we started speaking recently and it was only i honestly i was a bit like oh i like, I vaguely remembered him kind of thing. Right. Um, but he was very much like, oh, no, I remember you. I've definitely stalked your Instagram before and stuff like this. So, which was fine. I've and loved you from the moment I saw yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it was quite, we were chatting quite a lot over, right. the, over the space of a few days. Okay. Oh, did it escalate very quickly? Become very intense very fast? Not really. No, I wouldn't say it became intense quickly or anything like that, but it was okay. just more a case of, um, like, we, we were just talking a lot compared to how I would with, say, other guys. Yeah. Um, and considering I was, like, crazy busy at work, I was actually making time to speak to this person. And then it just, like, trailed off, and then that was that. And just we never really spoke again. Was and that on both your parts? It fizzled out on both sides, or he just sort of tapered off? It was more him, but because he was the one that was more on my case initially, right? it felt like then when I tried to make a bit of an effort, then there really was nothing there. Right. So <laughs> I'm not trying to take this back to like the whole ghosting <laughs> thing. Because <laughs> um, you did that personally. Yeah, no, but this I was like, I didn't take it personally, but I, and I didn't even, this was like two weeks ago. Right. So I didn't even really, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And then, then it just, something just got in my head and I'm like what happened there and it's like the confusion is just was like eating me today the thing is it's a weird time because we're in lockdown so everyone's behavior is not going to be their typical behavior like say we weren't in lockdown would you have been able to afford that much time to that guy if you were running like a i mean you might have gone out on a date you know like you might have been out on a real date with him but you wouldn't have been chatting like so intensely yeah, over sure. a few days and also the same on his side like who knows I don't know what's happening in his life. Maybe you know more than I do, but 
it's it's just such a like I feel like you no one's going to be able to get a gauge of anyone's real behavior. It's like those people that get into these like lockdown relationships and they yeah. go on the news and they're like, if we can survive lockdown, our marriage can survive anything. And then one of them's found dead in like five years. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I do, yeah. you can't. I, I I feel like it's a, it's not something that you need to start letting yourself get stressed out about. No, sure, and I don't think I was getting too stressed out about it, but I was just. I was in my head a little bit and I was overthinking it today. Mm. And Well, again, because it's like we've got nothing but time. Yeah, sure. And so then I was kind of like, oh, my God, I'm dying for a spliff. And I've not really had those cravings for a while. Because how long have you been sober from <laughs> <Sober>. weed? <laughs> It'll be seven weeks tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so it's been a Congrats. fair amount of time. Thank you. And it was kind of almost for the first time since I'd quit smoking that I realised... Oh my God, I am having to sit with these uncomfortable emotions, mm. which I just, I didn't do for like, I don't know if I've ever done it, to be honest, because yeah. there's always been something like back in the day, I might go out partying, then it was weed for like four or five years, whatever. It's been like a, not an eye opener, but I've just had to be like. You're having to relearn how to deal yeah. with these emotions sober. Yeah. And it, and it, it's not cute. Like at one point I was like really fancy a glass of wine and I was like Anthony it's half past ten yeah and it's <laughs> like, just and that's you replacing one thing for another thing right totally yeah and I was I'm hell-bent on not doing that as well yeah so I've got to be very mindful that I'm not picking up drink when I feel uncomfortable and stuff also yeah glass of wine at nine in the morning fucking hell, that's <laughs> slippery slope <laughs> so then I was just like okay do you know what I just need like tomorrow I don't really have much to do so I'm like okay I need to I need to meditate, I need to exercise, I need to just feel grounded, I need to sage my apartment. Um, and I did a little bit of sage today, and instantly, as soon as I lit it, I was like, oh, I feel I feel a bit better already. And then, do you know what, actually... This strangely. is for the getting, like, smudging, isn't it? Like, clearing out the negative yeah. spirits or whatever it is, or negative energy. Yeah. And do you know what, actually, strangely, after I did that, I think I maybe thought about it for another 30 minutes and then I just didn't, and then it was kind of done. Mm. But, you know, it was it was that kind of thing that was coming in, coming and going in waves. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Kind of thing that makes you like, you know how in like films when someone has a flashback on the street and they're like, <gasps> <laughs> like Carrie when she's having the affair with Mr. Big and she she's like, yes. oh, it keeps coming back to me. But sometimes stuff like that, maybe not like a flashback, of stuff, like, but it does sometimes stop you in your tracks. Like you'll be having a good time, maybe listening to some music and something clicks that rem- makes you remember something mm. and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, I want to <laughs> lay down and die. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to lay down with somebody else oh. so that I can move on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is a, having to relearn to deal with emotions without the aid of like substances or even just like coping mechanisms mm. you've built before is quite, coping a, quite a difficult thing. Because when we were talking about um, like Voxel last mm. week and on our members episode, you know, there was a period of time where whenever I was having sex, I was high. Mm, yeah and i remember the first, like after a while it occurred to me like i i, I was like it's a couple of years now I, I don't know how many times there's been where i've like been having sex with anyone without being on methadrone or something like that yeah, and you kind of question yourself like you're like can i have so yeah sex? and i was like is it gonna be is it even gonna be good because obviously when you're on methadrone it makes everything super sexual yeah, sure, and jay yeah and it also gives you this insane sexual confidence <laughs> and so i it was weird having to sort of re not relearn sex because I didn't grow over, but like, <laughs> but but do it without sort of like that added push of of of, of drugs delusion. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I think that was a, a common thing for a lot of people around that time too. Mm. Uh, and I, not, I definitely know of people who didn't think they could have sober sex, like actually didn't think they could do yeah. it. Because there were support groups and stuff. Like, so I remember there was a, a project or something where they would have those t-shirts that said sober sex is sexy or something. I think it was... Oh, okay. I mean, like... Like, good for them, but yeah. you, I would never catch me dead in my uh, film. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how are you going <laughs> to... Imagine wearing that to, like, Tesco. Sober sex is sexy. Where are the eggs? <laughs> <laughs> Picking up six bottles of Prosecco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, to be honest, when we're talking about not replacing one thing with the other, I do. I still do, like, a good drunk shag. Yeah, so. I don't think I've had a drunk shag in ages. No. Uh, talking of uh, drunk shags so do you remember I told you about my contractor oh yes so basically listeners long story short I have this contractor who's coming around to to fix my pipes (laughs) is he actually coming to fix your pipes no it was he was putting a blind on the window and doing a treatment to the oh, wall, so that right? woman can't see in yeah when she's washing her dishes and then but then I kind of had this fantasy in my head like when he's fitting the blinds I'd be like right well now nobody can see us hold them <laughs> <laughs> just go over and like drop the cord very that can I pay you in trade <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for this sexy contractor. The guy turns up. He's older. I was saying maybe like late forties. Okay, still hot. Yeah, I thought he was this sexy Italian. Turns out he's from Romania. Okay. Oh, I've had sex with Romanians, but they still say "ciao." That's what threw me off. Everyone says "ciao." Say "ciao" in Brazil. Oh, okay. So he he came over the first time and then had made a joke about measuring the window or something he was trying to measure the window and i said oh do you need a tape measure and he was like oh no i know it's 16 inches and then was making a joke and then the other one was laughing saying oh you've made him go all embarrassed oh was it there was another man there yeah there was two of them oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so then we went to measure the sofa because i feel like i need a new sofa yeah and i took the you tape- do need a new sofa <laughs> i do need a new sofa yeah and i took the tape measure out and he was like oh ho, 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 we can measure our body parts Right. And I was thinking, that's a very strange thing to say. I mean, one joke, maybe, Two then drugs. to start going into like, yeah. So let that slide without having sex with the contractor. Right. The next time he comes, <laughs> he's very gracious of you. <laughs> <laughs> what? I let that slide without having sex with him. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I let that slide without putting him in an uncomfortable yeah. position and throwing myself at him. <laughs> Sexual misconduct. <laughs> and then the, the second time he came, he is then like talking about how they've got gay couples in a lot of their other places. So I just thought it was borderline the topic was Bring, a bit Yeah, steering the conversation onto her. Then, Maybe he was just trying to make you feel comfortable. Wait. He, all right, okay. <laughs> Get this. <laughs> Get this The Kennedy sender <laughs> So he then starts telling me He was the manager of Shadow Lounge Right Which is a gay club in Soho For our American listeners <laughs> And then he starts talking about Heaven and fire So you've been to all of these gay just clubs done the rounds it sounds Yeah And I just thought You've definitely had a nosh at some point Or been noshed 
Hadinosh works both ways in in my terminology. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, had it. Yeah, I guess I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm cooking, and he's like, "Your legs are massive. Your thighs are so big." I, I didn't really know what to say. I was like, "Oh, thanks." Want to lick them? <laughs> <laughs> a leg or a breast? That's why I said to someone in the show. Well, I mean, I was in a sauna. It, I was in the showers of a sauna and some guy walked up behind me and went, you have a really nice ass. And I just turned around and went, thanks, want to fuck it? <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Yeah. So forward. But also it's a bit, it's a bit different about an ass and a leg. Yeah. I mean, and you weren't in the showers of a, of, a, <laughs> of a sexual spa. Yeah. And then he's telling the landlord and stuff, oh, I can't even. And I just thought that was really strange. And then he said oh, is it from like running away from all of the boys or something like that? And then when he put the blind up, he was like, see, the blind is up now. You can walk around as naked as much as you want. You can fuck as much as you want and all stuff. He said that. You can fuck as much as you yeah. want. Yeah. I don't know. On one half, I'm like, maybe this is just a truly, like a really open-minded straight guy. Hung out with gay guys, been with like, you know, been with them to fire and all of that stuff. But Steering the conversation around the sexual like, and then pointing out like how big your thighs are and stuff seems like I mean he has a wife. So so do lots of yeah, men yeah, that exactly. have sex with men. I mean yeah. But then, so the reason why I actually brought this up is because we were talking about the sober sex thing. Right. <laughs> when he came for like the third time or something, I said, Do you want a drink? And he was like, Oh no, I, I don't really drink. I prefer drugs. And I was like, Oh, sorry, I don't actually have a line of cocaine to offer you. Oh, but also, shame. But also, like, <laughs> I wasn't fucking offering you a vodka. Like, do you want a cup of tea, mate? You're on the job. Maybe, he again, he thought he was being funny. He was like, well, you like a drink, don't you? <laughs> I was like, it's four in the afternoon. I work very hard. I'm allowed to have a fucking drink at four in the Let's afternoon. Let's just cut to, the, cut to the quick here. Do you want to shag him? I do because he's the contractor. Yeah. But I don't because... But do you actually fancy him? Or is no, it just he's got like a contract? silver top knot. <laughs> oh, you know how I feel about man buns. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think you feel the same way as the rest of the nation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is he coming back again? Is there anything left to do? He's meant to be coming back tomorrow. But it's really pissing me off because tomorrow is the one day off I have where I have no plans and I have nothing to do. So I'm like, can you just not? Right. Um, open the door in a pair of underwear and see what happens. Well, I was in long johns when I was cooking. Oh, I'm talking like a thong. Oh. No, do you know what? When you pull it like that, I've got I've got a few actually good looking men on my case. I'd rather just... Do you not want to know just to know? Or just to know that you could do it if you wanted it? Mm. I don't know why I'm encouraging <laughs> yeah. You're like, break up that marriage. It's a power thing. <laughs> It kind of is, yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, is it really an achievement for me to get this silver top How would you feel about it? Like, I guess you have to think about how you'd feel afterwards. Would you feel pleased with yourself? I think I would just feel indifferent. I'd just be like, okay, I fucked the contract out, lol. Gonna what? tell that one on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you had the same face then as uh, that Britney girl. Oh, kombucha like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like... <laughs> Oh, material mm, for the podcast. Mm, mm. <laughs> right, let's move on from the contract. Yeah. Uh, he's taken up enough of our time. And we've probably taken up my afternoon tomorrow as well. Yeah. So we're going to do the new segment Ooh. of the podcast. <laughs> new segment. <laughs> uh, where 
the listeners send in their confessions. Oh, so it's actually cocktails and confessions. And we're gonna forgive them for their sins, or we're gonna choose whether <laughs> they deserve forgiveness. Okay, I love this. It's like being back at Catholic school, except I'm on the right side of, well, the confessional. <laughs> 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 I haven't even ta- started my Prosecco yet. That was a pure Red Bull bath. Well, the laughter we both heard. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, do you know what? I think I need the Prosecco for this. Oh, fuck. You. Oh, f- he's, James is fanning his laughter tears away. I thought it was the smell oh, no, of oh, my no, <laughs> No, it's because it's so hot in here. It's so hot in here. I feel like that clip of Madonna in that interview where she's like, I can't goddamn think because I'm so hot. (laughs) I haven't seen that, but I'm going to Google it when I get home. Right, so we've got got a confessional from a listener. Okay. We're going to decide if they're forgiven afterwards. Right. Um, So this person says, I grew up in foster care in the UK, but I'm actually half Italian. Right. So at at some point... Uh, the Italian side of the family decided to hire a private investigator to find the other side of the family. Right. He says, it wasn't really anything advanced. They literally just used Facebook. Oh, okay. Right. (laughs) So anyway, they ended up conversing. Having a reunion. Yeah, or like just speaking to each other. And then the British side of the family agreed to go over to Italy to meet each other. Right. So this person then decided to... Go to Italy a few days early to live my eat, pray, love fantasy. In Italy? Wasn't that in India? I think it was, you know. I got, I'm, look, I'm just going to sit here and pretend that I've seen or read that when I've done neither. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't really like Julia Roberts. Oh, I haven't seen it either. I don't care. <laughs> I don't think eat, pray, love is about escorting. It's not really our sort of thing. <laughs> eat, pray, swallow. <laughs> So I went there to live my eat, pray, love fantasy. And I got there a few days early and obviously ended up on Grinder. So I start chatting to this Italian guy, really fit. He tells me that he's going to the cinema that night and he on his own and he asked me if I wanted to come. So I thought, yeah, what have I got to lose? Might as well. Uh, I was on my own also. So I went to the cinema and all throughout the film he's grabbing my dick. So I thought, yeah. I'm doing bits tonight. Doing bits. Doing bits. <laughs> I'm like, have you auditioned for Love Island? <laughs> so he's doing bits tonight. They leave the cinema. Cinema and they fuck. Right. And they he stays over the guy's house. Okay. And in the morning, the guy tells him, like, look, sorry, I've got to go to a family thing today. So the the listener has left. Right. And thought, okay, that's fine. I have to do that too. <laughs> so then he turns up to his Italian family's reunion, right? Um, and he's introduced to his Italian auntie, and she says, "Oh, hey, look, come and meet my son." Lo and behold, it's the guy, the fucking from guy from the, the cinema. cinema. <gasps> so he was like, "I can't believe it, but I let my cousin jizz inside me." Oh my god! You got bred by your cousin, <laughs> bred by a man of your own breed. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, cocktails and cousins. <laughs> <laughs> A full on investigation. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um 
So he did say uh, towards the start of the story that there was a WhatsApp group with everybody in it, but he's like, right. there were so many people in there and like all of the Italians basically. Well, and you don't really, you never look at those photos really. No, and also I don't think you can see people's photos unless you have them saved as a contact. Okay. So I don't know if the boy necessarily had a photo. Mm. Uh, but anyway, he said he didn't notice the image in the WhatsApp chat. But he's like, so I felt really disgusted, but also still kind of had Fanny flutter because he was really hot. He says, I don't know how my cousin felt about it because my cousin went quiet. And then, well, I'm not fucking surprised. <laughs> what what is there to say? <laughs> Ciao, I fucked you. Like I don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> how are you? Uh, I guess our kids would have cross eyes. <laughs> I just don't know. So then he says, I, "My cousin didn't say much, but he kept he kept bringing me drinks and offering me cigarettes." So then we were outside having a cigarette, and we went for a walk in the woods, and I let him throat fuck me. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, jobs are good in. <laughs> I mean, we did ask. We did ask for the confessions. So obviously, this is totally anonymous. Yeah. Um, Thank you for whoever sent that in. So, do we forgive him? Do we forgive him? Okay. T. Most of us have a cousin who we would fuck if they were not our cousins. I don't. You do you not? I don't have any male cousins. Don't you? Oh wait, I do have one. No, two. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just don't like remember. I, I just don't fancy either of them. And I always think of them as babies because they were babies when I was like an ad, not an adult, but like, like fifteen. Yeah, like so, a teenager. Yeah, yeah. I've got a, I've got a few fit cousins. I've got at least four that I would bang if they weren't family. Right. Well, it sounds like you. <laughs> I mean, really hoping they never. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because they're my first cousins, I and mean, you have your cousins, and then your first cousins. Oh my god. No, honey. That's um, not how it works. Is it? But it, you can marry your cousin. You, you can, can even marry a first cousin if you want. Yeah, so it's not can. illegal. I don't even know if it's not even. So it's not even actually considered incest, is it? I don't know, and it's not. It's not like a direct line of blood. Yeah. Well, and it's also you're not like you'd have to worry about any boss-eyed babies. So you wouldn't. Are you getting pregnant anytime soon? <laughs> well, not by my cousin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you haven't got a womb? <laughs> Sorry. Not by my cousin. Then who? The fucking contractor. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just totally missed the point <laughs> on that one. But that isn't, I mean, well, the reason, well, from what I understand, the reason incest is illegal is because of, like, the possibility of genetically odd children. Um. Okay, and also I feel like f- just sexual abuse. Yeah, yeah, and is, that is yeah, <laughs> it's, no, it's it's a big thing. So. Yeah, um, I I do feel like in this situation, you know, you were both grown consenting adults. Oh, well, and, and also neither of them knew. Oh, well, at the, the first, first time. Part. But then I'm like, okay, well, at least he only fucked your pussy. He didn't fuck. I mean, he only fucked your mouth. He didn't fuck your pussy the second time. Oh well, that makes it better. Only jizzed up her the first time, and then. But the first time was an accident. Not an accident yeah, but I mean, once you, once you know, once you know whatever hole they're coming in, it's sort of like you've committed to it at that point. Yeah. Why don't um, they just run away to Sardinia together and just start a life? I tell you what, it's if 
the thing, obviously, that puts me off the fact of having sex with one of my cousins is the fact that I know they're my cousins. Mm. So I think that you, the fact that you didn't know is totally forgivable. But then he said that when he found out, he was still having a fanny flutter about it. Do you know what? It's a, it's a short life, but it's also a long life. And if you found someone who makes you fanny flutter and there's nothing illegal or abusive about it, do whatever you like. Do what makes you happy. Well, the thing is, you're not. You, this person hasn't hurt anybody. Yeah. And I feel like, listen, there are a, a ton of kinks out there nowadays. So if family is one of your... <laughs> well, yeah. If cousin, if you want to bone your cousin, have at it. Uh, there, there are grosser things going on. Yeah. Not many, but there are some. Um, no, I just... <laughs> <laughs> I just think that... You know, you could be fucking dead bodies or, or dead fish, you it's, know? It's, it's something that happened by accident. And then, you know what? Maybe that dick was just so good that even after you found out, they were just like, do you know what? We, we are long lost. You know, maybe it was meant to be. Maybe it happened exactly how it was supposed to. That person is his soulmate. And that's why... God made them become estranged so that they would accidentally find each other and fuck and it was so good that then they wouldn't care that they were cousins. I don't know what I'm talking about. But you see what I mean? Like, whatever. Like, it's life is short. If you're not hurting anyone, do what makes you happy, you dirty slag. <laughs> <laughs> um, I personally think, like, yeah, 50 Hail Marys, you're forgiven. Yeah. Um, Body of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> body of christ body fluids of your cousin <laughs> yeah i just think you're both grown adults it was consenting you didn't know the first time around okay the second time around it's a bit icky but again you know i just think as long as you don't tell anyone about it <laughs> certainly not thousands of listeners on cocktails and confessions but this is all anonymous i don't <laughs> I just think if you don't, um, <laughs> if, if you don't pursue, if you don't pursue it, and you're trying to like actually marry your cousin, yeah. Did he say it's all over now? Uh, we didn't really get that. It was far. left open ended. It was left open. Much like, yeah. <laughs> 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 Stop <saying this> <laughs> fucking nothing, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we did get blocked after this submission, but we decided to tell it anyway because yeah. it was a it was a juicy confessional. Juicy confession, and no one knows who. Who, who you are. Yeah. Beep, beep. <laughs> I forgive you. I forgive you too. Yeah. I forgive you too. Just do not be telling that at dinner parties. Yeah. Maybe not the next family reunion either. Or like. <laughs> Wait. And I'll tell you the thing that made me laugh was because obviously you know how uh, we, we read these stories and sometimes we're like, that is a lie. Yeah. So some of them I, I read and I was like, okay, that's a lie. Somebody had said that, you know, they were still fucking their father-in-law or something like that. Mm. And I was just like, this is a pornographic yeah. fake lie. And he actually sent me stories from the trip <gasps> to Italy. And one of them was like, <laughs> church on Saturday is so boring. And I was like, I think you needed the actual confession box. Yeah. You certainly found a way to spice it up. I mean... Sat in God's house knowing that you had your cousin's cum inside dribbling you. down your leg. Oh! Onto the tabernacle. <laughs> oh, well, but do you know what? We forgive you, honey. Yeah, you're forgiven. Let let this experience go. Do not let it weight you down. Occasionally, maybe have a wank over it, but, you know. Mm. Go with God. And we'll, we're going to move on with the show. Yeah. Okay, so the topic of the week this week is... 
you might have seen this in a few news outlets was that about uh, gay men are breaking lockdown rules to have right. sex. Okay. Uh, the, and the main reasons that were cited, this was a study that was done by 5016 Street. Hey, girls. Hey. Been there a few times. Preps available on the NHS now. Drop into Dean Street. I actually saw somebody walking into Dean Street Express on my lunch break the other day. Oh, really? And I just thought, oh, fuck doing that during lockdown. Oh, I guess. Do you know what? It's probably a lot quieter. This is what I think is great, is that Dean Street Express is still open and still available. Yeah, they're not stupid, of course. But No, but I just think it's it's a great service because, you know, I just... I don't know. Dean Street Express is great because you can literally go in, fucking in and out within like 20 minutes. So it's, I just like the fact that you can. Yeah. Well, on a good day, you know, Dean Street Express I've been to and I've had to sit downstairs for like half an hour before. 10 minutes longer than what I just said. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So game men are breaking the lockdown rules. Are they forgiven? Do we forgive them? I think that's a like a slightly less black and white situation, whether I'm going to say forgiven or not forgiven. I feel like in the first lockdown, I was very much like, if you if you're breaking lockdown, you're so irresponsible, blah 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 blah, and you know you're you're encouraging the spread of this virus. And now we're three, we're on our third lockdown now, mm. and we're a year in, mm-hmm. and. I've got this one side of me that is still very much like we all have a personal responsibility about this virus. There's a community responsibility. We, as a as a, hu- a humanity, as a community, should be trying to combat this together. But then there's a there's a very individualistic need to connect. Mm-hmm. We've been isolated from each other for the better part of a year now, give mm-hmm. or take a few months over the summer or whenever it was. We've a lot of people live alone. I mean, I think. Uh, well, in my eyes, I, I I totally got what you're saying. I think it comes down to like an individual case. For example, if you're somebody who lives alone mm. and you're having sex, you're not meeting you're not meeting up with vulnerable people. For example, like your families and stuff. Yeah, which is what I'm doing to be honest. Um, and I'm not meeting people like every day of the week. Yeah, and I'm not even really having full sex with people the majority of the time. Yeah, but then again, if you're going to sex parties and orgies where you're mixing with large groups of people community transmission yeah and then also you're then mixing a lot with your friendship circles or your family yeah then that is very questionable it is a case of i guess risk assessment yes totally. um and if you've if you've decided okay i'm gonna break lockdown it's about i guess it sounds really wanky but doing it in the safest way you can yeah for sure but I just, I feel like a year ago I would have been really furious with anyone. And now I just, I, I really wouldn't begrudge anyone breaking lockdown. I just, I, I think at this point there is going to be so much, there's been so, I, I think there has been a lot of mental damage done to a lot of people during this time. Definitely. And there has been a spike in suicides and that kind of thing. And I, like, I'll be honest, I felt really low, particularly this lockdown. You just want that release of seeing someone and being able to like take yourself out of your current reality just for an hour or two. I'm here, babe. Well, to be honest, <laughs> I mean, this uh, the podcast has been a bit of a lifeline for me because at least I've had that to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think I think once the vulnerable people get their vaccines, mm. we should be out of lockdown. Then, if you're if you're not vulnerable, you can decide if you want to stay in the house or not. I think my concern is um, 
the the reasoning around why people are breaking lockdown and how I feel about it has changed after a year. Yeah, I get you. I mean, it's it's getting to me now at the moment as well. Like when I see them Australians partying every fucking week, a new video. Even the Americans, though. Like, obviously, I know things are out of control in the US. Yeah, and people are dying and stuff like that. But it's just seeing people just going about their lives everywhere else, basically, and we are just trapped in this bleak little hell. But I, so I, I personally think it comes down to uh, I- I- each individual case as yeah. to you know whether we can quote unquote forgive them it's not really our place to forgive anybody yeah but at the same time i do feel you know i don't feel like it's an appropriate time for chill outs and sex parties no i don't know if i necessarily now at this point i don't know if i necessarily agree with the the cancel culture that comes with that yeah of like should they all be outed on social media it's again it's like it but it's a it's a shades of gray thing i think it's Mm. like if you're on a party boat full of like 50 people in Puerto Vallarta then maybe you should be not I don't know maybe like you you need to know that what you're doing is really really irresponsible whereas if you're a person that is like alone and you just need to like see one other person have contact with one other person maybe is that is that better or worse I mean like you said we're not the ones to judge it but I guess you have to do what's going to keep you alive you can die of COVID or you could die of depression that's exactly my point, and I really feel like that's getting overlooked. Yeah, it's like being caught between a rock and a hard place, though, because obviously you, you, I want this disease gone. That it's, if that takes like five years, I can't be alone for five years. You know, I can't, I can't be in, in my flat for five years. I will fucking hang myself. Yeah, of course. <laughs> On that note. On that cheery note. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I am drinking Prosecco. I'm happy. (laughs) Talking of hooking up in lockdown, Mm. (laughs) I'm going to tell you about this uh, sexy Italian that I met up with. Lovely. Oh, it's it's not (laughs) cousin, is it? (laughs) 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 Might be. Did you ever throat fuck someone you're related to? <laughs> Text him and ask. What's funny is that they actually performed the an- ancestry of me before and they still <laughs> fucked. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about this uh, sexy Italian who I hooked up with. Okay. But we're gonna do this over on the members episode. So guys, oh. if you wanna tune in, head over to our Patreon page where our episode about Italian stallions will be live. Ooh. Look forward to it. Uh, and just while we're on the topic, I'm going to shout out the Patreons for this episode. Are you doing it? It's Katie Price again. I don't think so, no. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, what, what voice shall I do it in this week? Mrs. Doubtfile. <laughs> You've genuinely date very dear. Do you want to do it? Okay. Give me the names. <laughs> <laughs> right, dear. Where are the patrons? <laughs> Right, we've got JC Remedius, dear. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. We've got Paul Morel, Billy Nagy, Sunky Head Cross, <laughs> Alejandro Franco, John Davison, Andrew Scott, dear, Paul Viotti, Ben Rowland, Simon Herbert, and that's all, dears. Thank you so much. Woo, thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for your support. 
at this crucial junction in time. <laughs> I like that at this crucial junction. Um, I'm just going to do a quick shout out to our producers of the episode, who are JP and Ryan Lehman. Thank you, guys. Woo! Thank you. We really could not do it without you. Oh, thank you, dears. And if you guys want to get in on the members episodes and all of the bonus content that we're going to be going to be producing, I hope you can tell that I'm working my ass off to put more out than normal. Just head to our Patreon page. Please do. We've got all sorts of good shit over on the Patreon. We've got cum shop pictures and everything. <laughs> Come handwriting on a on the wall of a co-working <laughs> company that I will not name. We've got members episodes. We've got extra bits and pieces behind the scenes clips and sound bites. Uh, you will you actually get a free merch as well. Anyone on the five pounds tier and above, you get a free oh. gift after the first three months, and then obviously any tier above that, you get even more gifts. But I will be opening the merch store soon, oh. so you can buy us. <laughs> Sex Just having tiny orgasms every time you talk about gifts and merch. <laughs> oh, they're so good, guys. The merch is just so good. Uh, we've got some like cute canvases, cute T-shirts. The T-shirts are actually really cute. They are cute. Uh, we'll be wearing them. We will be. In future. Okay, so just before we go, uh, let's discuss the Sex and the City reboot. Uh, what's it called? Just Like That. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> just but- like that, like that. Oh, no, I was thinking Mariah Carey. It's like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And close, close, but no, no cigar. Close, but no Glenn Close. Glenn Close, but no cigar. <laughs> no, 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 you're not doing it right. <laughs> Bless Emanico. He actually looked so adorable. Because you know sometimes when they're teaching the queens, mm. so we're talking about Drag Race UK now, guys, just in case you didn't uh, follow us. Just veered quickly from Sex and the City to Drag Race. But when, he's, uh, when he was trying to teach them to sing, he just seemed very, he was like... Uh, you're not quite uh, he, he was quite he was very quite, nice yeah. yeah whereas when you've seen like some of them do it before like Lucian Piano whoever he's like fucking f- psycho Lucian Piano he's fucking psycho Lucian he'll or Lu- Lu- Lucian yeah that's what I said Lucian yeah uh, and they, they can be quite rude to them yeah and I thought that doesn't that's not called for no and I just also found uh, M&EK really endearing yeah when he was watching the Queens perform, like the way he was bopping along. Into it, like, yeah. yeah. He just looked really I feel cute, like there's generally a bit of a hallmark of Drag Race UK in general, though. It's a generally much, I think there's a much warmer edge to it than a lot of the US stuff. Everyone involved sure. seems to generally have a bit of a warmer attitude. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay so back to Sex in the City yeah. reboot. Uh, by the way, if you haven't seen my... Sex in the City reboot parodies. Be sure to head on over to my Instagram. I've done a few. I might they're, have gone viral on TikTok with one or two of them. They're uh, they're sure to be better than what we're about to fucking get from HBO. I tell you that for free. <laughs> Fuck me. So you saw like the, now they're saying that Mr. Big and isn't going to be in it. What's uh, Miranda's like, Steve, Steve are not going to be in it either. So that's no. Steve's in talks. Oh, in talks. Yeah, Steve right. is in talks. But Mr. Big's not going to be in it then. No. Samantha and Mr. Big, two of the arguably biggest characters outside of the other three yeah are not going to be in it what the fuck is this going to be well i've just done a parody where samantha's dead <laughs> but as if like they've killed her off and i'm like do i now have to do another parody where big's dead it would be a lot of deaths please don't tell me it's going to be like someone i read something somewhere i think it was a comment that was like please tell me this is not going to be sarah jessica parker's idea to discuss covid 
through the series. We lost Samantha from big to COVID. Could you fucking imagine? No, you can't kill both of them. But the thing is, like, I'd... It, I feel like big will look like one of them will have have to have left. So, like, but, it will have to be like, oh, S- Samantha moved to Mars. See, that's ridiculous because I re- again, I read the other day because I was thinking the best thing you could do with Samantha then is kill her. It's respectful to the storyline. It's respectful to the, like the show that they created and to Kim Cattrall. If she just doesn't want to be involved, that's the best way to deal with this situation. And they could deal with it the way that like you, you've done in your TikToks, like make it funny, make it, make it part of the humor of the show. I mean, maybe <laughs> not the way that you did it. But <laughs> do you think that's respectful? To, yeah, I do. I to think Kim it's Cattrall. Uh, no, listen to me. I think it's more respectful than saying, Samantha moved away and she doesn't want to be friends with us anymore, which I heard is what they're actually going to do, which is fucking ridiculous. The cornerstone of Sex and the City was, however unrealistic it was, was these four women with high-powered jobs and they lived in a busy city, consistently making time for each other throughout that entire show, always making time. to, And even in the films, Samantha moved to fucking Los Angeles and was like, her storyline was being shown in LA. She was flying back and forth to New York. We saw that all. To now have a... Have a next iteration of the show where they're just like oh we don't really talk to samantha anymore okay. is disrespectful okay I, to the fans to the storyline and probably to kim cattrall she said she doesn't want to be involved in it anymore so they should just be like right let's let the character bow out gracefully do a funeral pay tribute to the character of samantha in that way okay you sound very passionate about this I am, and i don't really care <laughs> I got all fired up about this i'm yeah. sorry uh also i like can you make the funeral like half an episode i don't want them to be fucking crying for five episodes no can we you, you could just pick it up and say like samantha had died a year or two ago but do it in a really respectful and do way a, like she fell down an elevator shaft yeah or a flashback to a flat like, you know that her sex swing flew out the fucking window or something like that you know and like the funeral could be shown in a flashback where it was a fab affair and they've all kind of got over it and moved on so you're not starting the show in the shadow of a new death and just like that it was a new chapter exactly mm. not this but like well, they, I, well then in that case big should move away i don't care what happens to big to be honest i mean i like i just feel like without samantha now it's starting to sound like the rats are jumping off a sinking ship. Do you know what I mean? Kim Cattrall's not going to be involved. They can't get Chris Noth. It sounds like Steve is probably like one foot in, one foot out. Like, what is it going to be? The three of them sat in that fucking cafe with a giant Manola Blahnik in the fourth chair. I don't understand. It sounds shit. I will, of course, watch every obviously, single episode of it. Obviously. But I just, I am not, I, I, I'm not feeling confident about this. And I feel like maybe it should have been left on that stupid Abu Dhabi movie. No, if it was going to be left anywhere, then just cut both of the movies. Yeah, it should have been. Well, we all know it should have been left at the end of the series, but the movies have happened. Can't do anything about it. So let's just let it die, in the words of Amy Winehouse. I just really didn't like the movies, but I feel like that was because of the format. I feel like when it's episodes, I'll be more into it. Well, I feel like, to be and I felt this way maybe about the far end of the series, like the, like the, the most of season six, I think. It started to become less of an edgy programme. They started doing a lot of like what I would call wish fulfillment storylines. Oh, so it was like everyone's getting a happy ending, and I'm going to Paris, and like it was all very like it went from being an edgy show with like episodes about I think you have a lovely cunt, dear, and stuff like that to some woman in Paris tripping over her ex boyfriend in a hallway, and they fall on the floor and giggle with each other, and I was a bit like. Maybe it is time for the show to end. Well, I tell you what I don't want from this, because I already know that they're planning on talking about coronavirus, hashtag me too, probably Black Lives Matter, all of which are important issues apart from coronavirus. And I just don't want it to be like a case of will and grace, where it's <sighs> like, oh, 
we're doing this episode to teach you a lesson and yeah. we're doing this episode to have a it's very i don't like being talked down to by, t- by it's television it's very that it's very that yeah. and it's like address these issues but do it in a realistic way do it organically yeah. i don't want like a movie of the week it's like it, it is like one yeah, of those like after school specials yeah. yeah i don't want that i don't want that from sex in the city is of its time and if they're going to update it it just it doesn't mean having to shoehorn like this is the black lives matter episode this is the coronavirus episode this is the me too episode weave these things into the i mean we're talking about something that hasn't even happened and we're getting you said you didn't even care about it. Also, but, but look at the stuff that HBO are putting out at the moment. HBO is still on fire. Mm. Like, HBO are putting out some good shit right now. Uh, Industry, did they do that? I yeah. have no idea. Industry, Euphoria. I think they did Euphoria, maybe. I could be wrong. Yeah, but it is HBO. Is it? HBO are putting out some sick shows. So yeah. I just hope that, like... I, HBO is, but the thing is, the star power of Sex and the City will mean that Sarah Jessica Parker and Michael Patrick King will have a lot of sway in the storylines. And they're the two people that I believe took the show so far off the rails from what it was mm. when it was more run by Darren Starr. And Sarah Jessica Parker is notoriously naff. So oh. I just don't trust her to like... Because all the films that she's made since then that she executive produces are her playing the same fucking character. I don't know how she does it, some bitch in a wig. Like, I don't... Oh, I, yeah, clearly, I have quite strong feelings on this. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I mean... How do you feel, listeners? Yeah, well, I guess... Sound off in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's... I don't... Yeah, I think... If Steve can be in it, then they can probably still salvage it. But if like none of them have got men, <laughs> this is it. But how are we going to explain Carrie and Mister Big? You know, I think they should just like if they're going to do that, then bring back Aiden. Let her go, with Aiden. Oh God, the potato. Oh, but Aiden's so sexy. Really? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you? Kidding? Are you kidding? <laughs> are you kidding me? Aiden. Yeah. Oh no. No? No, 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 no. But do you know, I feel like me and you're going to have to fight this out. Off yeah, air. all right. Well, we've got that Prosecco, but I'm going to fucking break it off. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go do the members episode. All right, okay. Right, and we, right. like we said, we're going to be talking about Italian. Stallion. <laughs> sure. Italian stallions, baby. <laughs> and guys, if you want to get involved in the conversation and submit us your own confessionals, which we will keep totally anonymous... Follow us on at Cocktails Cock Talk and keep check on our stories. And also check in with us at Cocktails Confessions. Singularly, I'm at Shalay Slays. And my Instagram handle is at I am Dom Top. You're making that extremely clear. You're like, I want those followers. Yeah, well, because every time I say it, I'm like, my Instagram, I'm at I am at Dom Top. It just it sounds like a fucking shit show. It is a shit show. I am Dom Top. Thank you. Follow me. Thank you. <laughs>